welcome back, everyone, to this episode of This Show Is All About You, a show about all the ways in which you and me become we and what that means for all of us. I'm your host, J.D.K. Winnikin. You can find out more about me at my website, wordsbyjdk.com, and on my social media feeds at Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, J.D.K. Winnikin is the tag there. Welcome to episode 11 of this show for March 22nd, 2021. And uh, I have a very special guest uh, joining me in studio today. Uh, and then at 4 o'clock uh, Pacific time on Facebook Live, again, at, at JDK Winnikin, you can uh, find that. And uh, my guest is Tennyson Jacobson, who is the host of uh, The Phenomenal. I can't even put enough adjectives in front of it. The Phenomenal podcast, Common Ground, the podcast. And uh, before I introduce her, I'll just say that the show title uh, for her appearance is this episode is all about wow that's the only way to put it uh, this episode is all about wow and uh, tennis and I will start every show with a haiku and this haiku specifically I wrote after having listened to your podcast several times now and it's for today's episode and it goes like this facing a dragon gives everyone else courage to do so themselves which I think in a lot of ways is one of the reasons why you decided to do this podcast to begin with. So first of all, Tennyson, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a joy to have you here. And the reason why, everyone, I'm, I'm so thrilled to have Tennyson in studio is uh, it's not just because she's produced a fantastic podcast. Again, it's Common Ground, a podcast. But because of what it's based on, and I'm going to let Tennyson uh, t- tell the story a little bit, um, but it comes from... I don't even know what word to describe it, a, a terrible mm. thing that happened to you and to your family. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and let, let you tell that the way you want to. Uh, mm. And then we'll kind of talk more about why you ended up doing the podcast. Sure. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for your kind words, too. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, on Mother's Day of 2013, so we're approaching about eight years ago, um, you know, I was at home with my family. We were living with my mom at the time while we were building a home, my husband and I, and um, we have a, had a baby at the time, so she was a baby. And uh, my husband left, and um, after he left uh, to go to, um, at the time we owned a gym, so he left and then um, somebody broke into the home, and my mom was in the shower, so it was just me and our daughter. Um, he broke in through the front door, and he grabbed me, and he uh, you know, threw me over the couch. He covered my mouth. He was yanking on my hair um, and just said, I won't hurt you. I just want your money. And, you know, um, I don't, I know I don't have all the time for the, all the details, but, um, you know, I, I didn't have money or I actually did have money. And so I was like, and I never have money. So I walked to the front, um, gave him money the whole time though. Very, very, um, just off and different. And, um, there was just something about it that didn't seem like he just wanted my money, that there was something more there. Um, I've never seen somebody look like he looked. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just a look of pure evil. Um, and I have no idea who this person was. And so I gave him money. He, um, he stared at me for what felt like forever and then smacked me across the face, um, and ran away. Um, so that started an investigation of the police coming and trying to figure out who he is and find him. And, um, I just remember I kept saying, I just feel like he's coming back. He's just Mm -hmm. coming back. I just feel like it. Um, And, you know, it was kind of 
uh, from everyone who is there who have had so long of experience were basically like, well, you know, they, they've never come back. In right. the 30 years I've, I've been doing this, they've never come back. Right. Um, so anyway, um, the investigation happens. They can't find him. Um, so this is all, you know, within four hours of this happening. People go home. Um, and that night we kind of triple checked locks on all the windows and the doors and um, in the middle of the night so this is 12 hours after the first break-in um, my our dogs that slept with us they woke us up to go to the bathroom like they always did and my husband went to take them out and he was in the middle of our hallway um, and my husband was like I mean well <laughs> yeah uh, so he did indeed come back your, he did your indeed intuition was right. come back mm-hmm. yeah so um, he immediately attacks my husband, and it just started this essentially a fight for our lives and uh, against this guy, and ultimately ended up in uh, me stabbing him to death. And um, and basically, my husband and I were arrested for murder, and that started this whole process. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, so it was insane. Um, and obviously mm-hmm. exonerated. For it. Yeah, right. yeah. We had an amazing detective who, technically, being arrested for murder, that stays on your record. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, obviously, it was self-defense. But um, yeah, she was amazing to help get that removed. That's for sure. But yeah, right, yeah. right. And you and you go into a extensive detail on all of this. Yes. Um, yeah. In the first episode of your podcast is is so gripping in that retelling. Mm. It's almost like in in some ways the the visual of it mm. is is very vivid. That's yeah. for me as a as somebody who loves to tell stories for yeah. a living, it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your intuition was correct. Mm-hmm. That, you know, horrible situation in which you never expected to be in mm-hmm. against somebody who seemingly uh, couldn't be stopped until mm. he was stopped. Yeah. And yeah. that, and that's, and I, I, I want people to really listen to that episode. I'm, I'm reluctant yeah. to give too many details mm-hmm. in part because um, it's really better hearing it from you mm-hmm. uh, in all of that. But also, that's not why you're doing the podcast. Yeah. Right? The, the podcast isn't about specifically that. It's not just about the event itself. Yeah. Because, of course, the main question that everybody had uh, and everybody has is, wow, then what? Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? And, yeah. and certainly a situation like that, we're talking about resilience this month on this yeah. show. And the reason why I asked you to come on for mm-hmm. this is because this is exactly what you and your husband and, you know, and your mother was mm-hmm. there. So yeah. she saw this, too. Yeah. All had to face and confront was what to do next and how to, what's the right word? Is it heal, recover, work through, all it, process, yeah. all of that? Mm-hmm. Something that was thrust upon you, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and all of us, and I know that, that notion of that trauma for you was mm-hmm. such a, a fundamental part suddenly mm-hmm. now of your whole life changing mm-hmm. and needing to confront that. And so with that in mind, first of mm-hmm. all, you know, my reaction was the same as almost everybody else who I've heard listen to is like, oh my God, <laughs> right? And, and there's so many directions we could go in, but really what I want to talk about is that common ground mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly there must have been an enormous amount of, at least at the beginning of, what do I even do now? Mm-hmm. You know, and as you work through this and the, and the podcast goes into great detail on the steps you took and that Kyle, your husband, took mm-hmm. to yeah. really confront everything that came out of this yeah. for you individually, for you as a couple, for your family. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you went in this progression of the exact order you should go in, right? You have to take <laughs> care of yourself, take care mm. of each other, 
take care of the family. Mm. And then you arrive at this idea to do a podcast about <laughs> this, which is enormously vulnerable mm-hmm. to do. And that, in my mind, makes it heroic to, mm. do, to be that vulnerable. Thank you. Um, what led you to want to do a podcast about this? Because I would imagine that some people would just be like, I never want to think about this again. Yeah. To just shove it away. You didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You leaned into it. You really pushed into it. What made you decide to do, <laughs> to do a podcast about this? Yeah. Well, I mean, here, even eight years later, it's this event is still in my mind every day, whether mm-hmm. it's not necessarily thinking about it, but the repercussions of trauma and uh, being triggered and things I still struggle with are very much a part of my life, um, even though it's been a long time ago. Um, but I think what that experience was, uh, obviously, as you said, like it flipped our life upside down and um, you don't even know where to go. And I, I feel so thankful because I feel like I was reflecting back before coming on and I was like, how did we end up where we did for the first, you know, therapist and then after? And uh, we were kind of just like, oh, here, go see this person. Here, go see this person. Then it, it's only been the last few years that I've really started to create well, I guess it's been longer than that. My own journey of figuring out, mm-hmm. you know, what really works. But um, for years, I, first of all, I, um, yeah, it sucked really bad. Um, but I also always had a layer of gratefulness um, because I felt so protected that night because his intentions were uh, very bad. Very bad. Very bad. Um, and I feel so grateful that, it wasn't what it was could have been. Um, And so I think over several years, once you finally get through some level of healing and um, I don't know, (laughs) like being able to sleep alone again, I've always felt like this was something um, that was placed in our life for a bigger purpose. And um, that we went through, like, it's this huge event and my husband and I are not people who want attention or Mm -hmm. desire that. Um, but I also know that the story brings, um, hope to people. I, and it's hard for me to say that, (laughs) um, but I know it does. And so, and I, I love the conversations in life where we can be vulnerable and open up. I think that's where true connection comes. And I think we're designed for that. And I think, we're kind of getting away from that. And so mm-hmm. my hope with the podcast is to, you know, bear my soul as far as here are all my struggles. Um, and here's what I tried to do to overcome that. Mm-hmm. And um, and you mentioned the common ground piece and why that is, is because even though my trauma is different from your trauma or other people's trauma, like trauma is trauma and it sucks. Um, and we have commonality in that. And mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter what it looks like. There's, um, you know, as Stacy says, there's no yardstick to measure a trauma. Um, so let's let's work together and um, open up about this stuff and try to find healing. Yeah, and that that connection piece, I think, is what is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, listening to the podcast, and I know others who have done so as well, the 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 ability that it provides <clears throat> to connect to our own experiences. Mm-hmm. I've had many people say to me, "Yeah, it got me thinking about this thing that happened in my mm-hmm. life, or this mm-hmm. one thing I went through." And, you know, there is a commonality. And yet, in, as I, I wrote over the weekend, I wrote a piece about um, how we all at some point lose our innocence mm-hmm. on something in life. And the question is, how do we move through that, the, that experience of losing it? And what mm-hmm. do you find at the other end of something, even if there is never really another end? Mm-hmm. Right? As you mentioned, 
this is something that you'll continue to process yeah. and work through your whole life. Uh, but not everybody gets the help they need for mm-hmm. yeah. the, the traumas that they've gone through for a lot of different reasons. And what's so interesting in your podcast, it's, it, you've gone to great lengths to really show there's a lot of directions yeah. that people can go in. Uh, there's an episode that you have on there with your therapist, mm-hmm. which was which was just jaw dropping to mm-hmm. me. The the level of honesty and and openness that mm-hmm. the two of you uh, shared openly about all the different options that are out there, mm-hmm. and I can relate to that a lot as mm-hmm. well because uh, you know you've you've listened to uh, some of my stuff mm-hmm. as, as these listeners have, and traumas myself, mm-hmm. you know, and not that we're like you said we're not going to compare that. I think the comparison Absolutely. is the common ground is like what worked for you, what worked for me. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Uh, for me, the earliest traumas were uh, bullying. I was bullied in mm. kindergarten mercilessly as a kid mm. in Hawaii. And as a, a therapist helped me see years later, mm. really only the last few years ago, was so you went to school every day as a kindergartner for two months, three months, mm-hmm. with kids who were telling you they were going to kill you mm. that day. And, and she said to me, she said, you know what that makes you? And I said, I don't know. What does that make me? I'm thinking all these terrible things, right? a wimp, whatever. Mm. She said, that makes you the bravest child I've ever heard of in my life. Mm. And I had never considered that Mm. about myself. And so the things that I didn't even know, I didn't know, or the perspectives that other people might have, if I had not gone to seek help, if I had Mm. not gone into therapy and been open about that, I never would have seen that, never would have been open to that type of idea. And that had direct effects on me. And I still, even to this day, what I can struggle with is... My biggest fear is being uh, is either enduring loss mm. of something or being attacked mm. or, you know, that can even be verbally, mm. you know, a difficult conversation. Sometimes if if I get triggered on something, it feels like an attack and I withdraw. Mm-hmm. I never fought back. Mm-hmm. I was never a fighter. Mm-hmm. And so I always withdrew. And so there are times where I can still notice that. Oh, my gosh, I'm 47 years old. That happened 40 years ago mm-hmm. and it can still jump mm-hmm. up. But what you talk about in the podcast at length is something that I really want to hit on as well is those things keep coming up. And what we get mm-hmm. are the possibility, like the tools, I think you called it. Mm-hmm. Like you got a toolkit, you know, we're mm-hmm. talking to Jeff, your therapist, yeah. you got tools. Um, can you share a little bit about the tools that you use yeah. with all of this on a daily basis? Yeah. Well, uh, my first thing is I certainly don't have all these tools even dialed all the time. Right. Like actually this last week I had to reach out to my therapist because somebody's been reaching out to me and it triggered me. And mm. um, when it triggered me, you go into this. I mean, it takes you right back to everything and then this emotional state. And I can't even think clearly to implement the tool because I'm in this emotional state of Uh, being triggered. But um, one of the tools that has been really um, helpful for me is just like, okay, so this is a great example of what happened last week, this person reaching out and it just, it was uncomfortable for me. And so um, my first thing is like, oh my gosh, um, what do I do with this? Where do I go with this? Is this safe? Is it not safe? Um, So the first step that Jeff has worked with me is doing, um, is just the awareness of it. Like, hey, I have this thought coming in, mm-hmm. accepting that. Okay. And then um, you're speaking to yourself. So it's like, okay, hey, this thought comes in. And guess what? I'm not surprised this thought's coming in because I've been through a trauma. So A, we accept it. Hey, thank you, self, for 
um, trying to protect me. You're trying to protect me and you're doing an awesome job, but I got this. Uh, so you're kind of diffusing yourself. And then you can start to implement um, some different things. I've been breathing and grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, so the grounding pieces, you know, I, I feel my butt in this chair. I feel my feet on the floor, yeah, you know, my hands thing. on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, that breathing was always really hard for me because I felt like I could never get it. <laughs> like <laughs> I would mess up breathing. Um, so grounding was good. Um, you know, there was a time where um, I had nightmares all the time and they were the same nightmare. Um, and it was, they're very intense and super scary. I got to a point where I was like, uh, we have guns in our home now because um, they're in a safe, but it's like, I don't, I'm so scared of these dreams that I'm going to do something with a gun in the middle of the night. And mm-hmm. so um, what we did with the nightmares is, you know, that's an elevation of your heart rate. You're having physiological symptoms. So how do we come from down from that? And his kind of first recommendation again was breathing. Um, but I <laughs> could not figure out breathing for me. And so um, he discussed with me having a physical response to that because um, you're getting triggered, right? So your heart rate increases you might get hot um all these symptoms so um but your body doesn't know that versus a tiger trying to attack you right like it's Mm -hmm. the same response and so um he actually had me do something physical so i would go do like um, they're called burpees i would do burpees in my son's bedroom um and that elevates your heart rate but it also prevents you from thinking about what you're focused on because like while you're doing something physical it's pretty hard to think of what you were just focused on Mm -hmm. and I was even stubborn enough to be like no I'm gonna think about it I'm gonna do these burpees and I guarantee I'm gonna I'm gonna try to think about it and I couldn't (laughs) because they were uh you know you're focused on that so um then with that physical activity I was able to get in bed and then my heart rate just kind of naturally came down Mm -hmm. um so that's those have been kind of the main things. Um, a lot of it is, is acceptance of myself and having struggles, oh, man, yeah. you know, and um, not beating myself up that I'm still having issues and why I'm not where I need to be. Um, and then, um, you know, asking for help when you need help or sharing a struggle or, share, um, you know, sharing something you're uncomfortable with, like, you know, my husband and I, we travel mostly with friends now. We don't really travel by ourselves. And um, we're kind of the first to pick the bedroom. Just like, we don't even care what it is. We just want to feel safe, whatever room feels safest. Mm-hmm. Um, so honoring, I guess, you know, things that help you not be triggered as much. Well, so. and then when you are to just accept that that's the state that you're in. Yeah. Uh, I can relate to that so much. Uh you sound like me in that you're, would you call yourself a perfectionist? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I am yeah. too. And so mm-hmm. the the idea of why am I still, quote unquote, struggling mm-hmm. with this or where did that come from? And then the mm-hmm. need to want to get rid of it. Because mm-hmm. if, if I'm feeling it, it must mean something's wrong. Yeah. And the, the inability or the difficulty in asking for help, I can really relate to as well. Mm-hmm. I've been in recovery for nine plus years, yeah. surrounded by people who have gone through very similar experiences, very similar struggles, mm-hmm. who are always there for me. And I can still have trouble reaching out to them when I need help. Mm -hmm. Um, Fortunately, again, recognizing that that's a struggle for me Mm -hmm. and accepting that, I take myself through something something very similar, you know, accepting the thought, breathing, kind of getting centered Mm -hmm. and not turning it into a problem. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this isn't a problem that I'm feeling this, Mm -hmm. calming myself down. And then seemingly, like Mm -hmm. you said, when you stop thinking about it, the solution in that moment kind of presents itself. Mm -hmm. 
all right, I just need to make a phone call. Right? Yeah. I just need to give somebody a call. Yeah. So I get that. And it's it's interesting because in the podcast, you call it uh, kind of taking reps. Like over time, mm. you keep doing this over and over again. And for me, at least, the the repetition of doing those things, it helps. But boy, those times where I feel caught by surprise, mm-hmm. I actually go to a place where I go, man, I should have seen that coming. Mm. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it just it just happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that's what's so wonderful about what you're putting out there in all these various episodes. And the episodes, everyone out there listening, are really interesting. The first couple are about the experience, the event itself, mm-hmm. um, in detail. Uh, and the, then there's the, the, the immediate aftermath mm-hmm. uh, of the event. And then there's an episode, as I mentioned, with your therapist, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the best one-hour explanations of all of this that I've ever heard. Mm. And mm-hmm. then... I think it's three episodes mm-hmm. with Kyle. Yeah. Three episodes with your husband. Yeah. Uh, from his perspective and getting his perspective. And interestingly, what I found interesting is, is you guys comparing notes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in the moment of what, of what you remembered, what you didn't, yeah. what, what, what you had in common there. And, uh, and then, of course, the interesting side of that part was knowing that both of you had gone through something. Mm-hmm. Now, he had only confronted the guy the second time yeah. when he was there, not seen it the first time. And um, it's amazing what he had to go through. Yeah, in, in all of that, mm-hmm. and uh, and then for you then to go through the aftermath together, mm-hmm. and to continue to get to this point, mm-hmm. um, really quickly, what has uh, what has the journey for you, him you doing this podcast been like for him? How is that <laughs> conversation, and and what has maybe surprised both of you about what's come out of this experience? Because mm-hmm. this is raw and vulnerable, putting out Mm. this into the world. What's it been like for the two of you guys? What have you noticed? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I first decided to do it, I didn't tell Kyle for probably a few months. And um, because, again, we're not people who are really uh, put ourselves out there. We don't really like spotlight. Um, I'm not that way. Kyle's like a million times more, not that way. And so I was like, oh gosh, what's he going to think of me doing a podcast? And Mm -hmm. it's not like we're trying to get all this attention for our story. Um, So it took me a while to tell him. And then when I finally told him, I think he was like, okay, interesting. Um, Okay. (laughs) Kind of rolled with it. Yeah, I was just like, because I I don't know, I have crazy ideas all the time, probably. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But, you know, I think then once he got in studio, I think that gave him a perspective of like, oh, this is okay. This is pretty legit. And then, you know, with our producer, Stacy, who just did a phenomenal job guiding the conversation and um, everything, you know, Kyle was super comfortable. And for us, and I forgot to tell it to you this in the beginning, but the most important thing for us, this is our first time where it's just completely our story. Like yeah. it's us doing it our way on our terms, nobody, you know, having input, all the stories that have been done on us focus on, yes, the crazy part of it. Cause I get it. It's crazy. That's what the news does, but it's none of the after, um, which is really where the whole journey begins. So, um, so yeah, I think, uh, that was cool. And then now that it's been released, I think, you know, we've had some amazing feedback and people that reach out to Kyle and me individually. And I think it's been special for us to see, like you said, like kind of the ripple effect, like people just saying like, hey, I don't even know how to explain it to you, 
how your stories impacted me, but I don't mm-hmm. have words for it, but please know it, it does. And so I think it's been, um, I don't know, really cool for him to see how, um, how impacted people have been, um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it, has there been anything that's surprising? I mean, that's a ple- oh, that's a pleasant surprising. thing. Anything surprising oh, that's come gosh. out? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, you know, I just, um, I mean, the feedback from people has been incredible. I I I know it's a crazy story, um, but just the support and the love. Um, and but what's really surprised me is how hard of a time I'm having now. And <laughs> <laughs> this month, if you're asking me this week, uh, because. You do this huge, um, it's been months that we've been working on this project yeah. and fine-tuning everything and really making sure it's released exactly how I have in my head. And then you pour your heart out and you put it all out there and people have amazing things to say. Um, and then it's like this lull of, <laughs> right. where do I go now? And then, you know, I didn't do this. Cause I'm not a speaker. I, I always say I'm not the most articulate person. Um, I am not the expert at trauma or anything, but I just want to have conversations about things that can be hard in life. And um, so it's weird to be so doing something that's so public and something that I look at people, people who do podcasts are so well-spoken. They're such experts and all this Mm. stuff. And so then I look (laughs) at myself like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? So it it just messes with your mind a lot. But um, I still, you know, it's still a, yeah. Oh, Journey. I, can, <laughs> I can relate. When I when I did my first podcast, Building from the Bullet Hole, which was about my background mm-hmm. story and and uh, addiction recovery and and all of that, uh, I had I had what I've always called an emotional hangover yeah. after it was done yeah. and after it was mm-hmm. out and and to have that story out there and, I, and realizing that somebody can go find out a lot about me before they ever talk to me or if they mm-hmm. ever met me, they would learn a lot. Yeah. And there was something you know heavy about that. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, um, you talked about telling the story your way. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, being able to to kind of take control of that narrative in that sense yeah. is one of the real powerful uh, ways in this medium to do that. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, Tennyson, we have already run out of time. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> now, f- uh, for everybody out there, we're going to continue this conversation at four o'clock after Greg Kuyper's show uh, at The Root. We're going to uh, keep going on Facebook Live and you can find that uh, at my Facebook page at JDK Winnikin one. Uh, you can mm-hmm. find that there. We'll be there from four to five and we'll continue with that. Tennyson, best of luck with uh-huh. continued luck with the podcast. Wow. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for putting this out there uh, because it is affecting people in a positive mm. way and uh, it's affected me in a positive mm. way. Thanks for coming in. Looking forward to the continued conversation. We'll talk Thank some more. Thank you so much. Thanks. And thanks for all you're doing too. All right. Gosh. Thanks. Until next time, everybody. Uh, chins up, everyone.